welcome to another episode of Everyday Nutrition. I'm your host, Dr. Karina Tobin. Hi guys, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Nutrition. I'm your host, Dr. Karina Tobin. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the nutrition question, whether carbohydrates are bad for you and if they promote weight gain. In my opinion, a topic that has been given way too much media attention, attention which only serves to confuse us more and promote more unhealthy behaviors in line with food restriction. When I started working in the area of nutrition, I had to pull lads and gals away from the spuds. Now I can't get them to eat the spuds. With food diaries devoid or very low in carbohydrate. So how has the message changed and why are people literally afraid to eat carbs? One of the main reasons that carbs have and continue to be vilified so much is the messaging being perpetrated in mainstream media. The 2000s saw an increase in diets based on low carbohydrate, such as the Atkins diet, the paleo diet, the South Beach diet, to name but a few, along with a slew of celebrity endorsements claiming that the only way to lose weight was to reduce or cut out sugar or carbs. So just to clarify, carbohydrate foods include sugars, starches and fiber and are found in foods such as bread, pasta, rice, noodles, spaghetti, couscous, potatoes, sweet potatoes, fruit and veg, beans, lentils, biscuits, cakes, confectionery, soft drinks and juices. I may have left a few out there, but they're the main uh, carbohydrate foods. And they're also found in foods like nuts and dairy. But regardless of the type of carbohydrate, they're all broken down into their most simple form and deposited in the blood as glucose. So glucose is the simplest form of sugar. And when we consume carbohydrate, our pancreas releases the hormone insulin, which acts to increase glucose uptake from the blood and store it within our tissue to convert to energy in the body for the body to use. And this is one of the many vital functions of insulin, but it's also the main reason why carbohydrates are thought to increase fat gain, as the release of insulin also inhibits fat breakdown or lipolysis, which is where the notion that carbohydrate negatively affects fat loss originated. But many seem to still be stuck on this notion, despite research disproving its role time again. The concept of low-carbohydrate diet or limiting carbohydrate based foods to less than 100 grams a day, although some studies consider up to 200 grams of carbohydrate low. So there's no absolute definition of low carbohydrate diet either. And this can also be confusing. But the concept of low carbohydrate diet for weight loss are based on the misconception that carbohydrate foods cause insulin to be released from the pancreas, which then promotes fat storage. The Minnesota study was a key piece of research which looked at the effects of war starvation on individuals during the Second World War. Individuals were forced to live on severely low calorie diets of 1,600 calories a day, but 70% of this was made up of carbohydrate, whole wheat bread, potatoes, cereals and vegetables, and yet all continued to drop body fat and weight and lost 25% of their body weight in six months. And if carbohydrate caused an increase in insulin, which promotes fat storage, surely they wouldn't have been able to lose weight, seen as 70% of their diet was made from carbohydrate. Also, Japan has the highest intake of carbohydrate in the world, of 58% of total daily calories, 
but the lowest rate of obesity in the developed world. Studies have also found that people with high insulin levels tend to gain a similar amount of weight over the years as a person with low insulin, which is very interesting, again, if people think that insulin promotes fat storage, because research says it doesn't. And research from tightly controlled studies have found that when people are fed more food than they expend, so when they're in a calorie surplus, and the calories are the same in both groups, weight gain is exactly the same regardless of whether they're overfed by either carbohydrate or fat, and regardless of insulin levels. It doesn't matter where the calories come from. The most important driver of weight gain or loss is the total amount of calories consumed versus expended. And weight loss requires a calorie deficit, which is when you eat less calories than you expend. So why does this message that carbs are the devil continue to propagate, particularly in relation to weight gain? Earlier research into low-carb diets did find that participants experienced greater weight loss when on a low-carb diet compared to a low-fat diet. But there was glaring discrepancies within these studies. They were either mismatched for calories, so the low-carbohydrate group ate less calories in total over the course of the weight loss study, or they ate more protein than the low-fat group. So of course they lost weight because we know that protein uses more energy when being broken down and used in the body compared to carbs or fat, and it has a satiating effect, which means it fills you up. So you feel fuller, so you don't consume as many calories. So these studies really didn't compare like for like, and in my opinion, shouldn't be used as an example of why low carb is better. However, more recent research with better designs have found that low-carbohydrate diets do promote weight loss as they reduce the total amount of calories eaten relative to those expended. But so too do low-fat diets, as was found in a year-long randomized clinical trial called DietFits, which found that a low-fat diet and a low-carb diet both produced similar weight loss and improvements in metabolic health markers, such as blood pressure, blood glucose, and cholesterol. This was a great waste loss study, as they had over 600 participants that were retained and tracked over a period of a year, during which they were carefully monitored to ensure they stuck to their assigned diet of either a low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet, or a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. Although the participants ate different amounts of fat and carbs, they consumed the same amount of calories and protein daily. The low-carb group were consuming an average of about 96 grams of carbohydrate daily. The great thing about this study is that it was done in the real world and not in a lab. So people in the study weren't given any calorie targets. They were just advised to consume high-quality food and drink that was minimally processed. They were told to maximize vegetable intake and minimize sugary foods with added sugar, white flour, processed fats, and prepare food at home when possible. And they all had to attend a load of sessions with a dietitian who checked that they were sticking to their plan. Results found no significant weight loss difference between the low-fat and low-carb groups. Both groups lost on average 5 to 6 kg over the year, along with an improvement in blood pressure, fasting insulin, and glucose levels and cholesterol levels. 
The results of this study again confirm that the amount of fat or carbohydrate eaten is not important for weight loss. The most important aspect is the total calories consumed versus expended. Interestingly, research, researchers also tested whether there was a link between the amount of insulin released in the body as if insulin drives fat gain, you would expect those in a higher carb diet to lose less weight. However, once again, insulin levels make no difference on impacting the changes in weight change in the study. This study once again emphasizes that there is no best diet. Both the low fat and low carb diets can work for weight loss as calorie balance drives this outcome. And the best diets are the ones that people find easiest to stick to, to achieve their health goals. However, this study also highlighted that diet quality plays an important role in promoting health and weight loss. So although a reduction in carbohydrate quantity is important, it may be more important that this reduction comes mainly from reducing refined carbohydrates, like white breads and white pastas, and those with added sugar, like confectionery, fizzy drinks, uh, processed foods such as ready meals and not the reduction of health promoting carbohydrates such as whole grains and high fiber carbohydrates like grains, lentils, beans, fruits and vegetables, which have substantial evidence of improving blood lipids and increasing insulin sensitivity. And this is something that's not widely discussed among low carb advocates. They seem so obsessed with low carbohydrate that they don't care what type of carbohydrate you consume or the outcomes of not consuming healthier carbs. In fact, there is evidence to suggest that a low carbohydrate diet might actually be detrimental to health outcomes and disease risk, because it can often lead to an unhealthy balance of food that is high in saturated fat and low in fiber, vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients such as polyphenols, which promote health. And unfortunately, in general, people who reduce carbohydrate intake replace these foods with animal-based foods leading to an increase in saturated fat intake, which has been found to significantly increase risk in dying from cancer, stroke, heart disease. And this is because of a significant increase in saturated fat combined with a low intake of health-protecting foods and nutrients, such as whole grains, fibers, fruits, vegetables, and other plant-based foods, because they've cut out carbs. In all fairness, sizzling bacon for breakfast and butter and coffee is a far sexier message than eat your broccoli adverts. Ideally, low-carb diets promote health when the carbs are replaced by some saturated fat, along with plant-based proteins from whole grains, beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, along with an increase in vegetable oils such as olive oil, nuts, seeds, and dairy. But again, this is a pretty unsexy message, so it's harder to promote. But people who recommend a low-carb diet for weight loss without emphasizing how to improve diet quality are misleading people and not promoting long-term health. So are carbs bad and do they cause weight gain? The answer is no. In fact, they're the opposite. They're extremely nourishing and delicious. Of course, that does depend on the type of carbohydrate. Carbs high in fiber, vitamins, minerals, such as whole grains, potatoes, beans, lentils, fruits and vegetables can promote help. No, they can promote health <laughs> and help with weight loss as they also increase food volume in the stomach and increase satiety, supporting appetite regulation. And remember that for weight loss, reducing your carbohydrate intake will promote weight as it potentially reduces your total daily calorie intake. So put it like this. If you eat a heap of spuds every night and you reduce it to half the heap, this will probably lead to weight loss over time. 
But if you then add a heap of peanut butter to your smoothie, that might prevent your expected weight loss. As the chances are, the peanut butter added could have more calories in the uneaten spuds. Weight loss is complex, but at a basic level, the most important thing to understand is calories must be reduced versus expended. And it does not matter where those calories come from, whether they are from carbs, fat or protein. Whether you reduce your calories through reducing your carb portions or choosing low fat options such as dairy, both may lead to weight loss if it allows you to achieve a calorie deficit. It's not carbs, it's calories or energy eaten in excess of what you're expending that leads to weight gain. Please let's stop hating the carbs. We need to change the narrative and stop worrying about one food group or food and concentrate more on our overall pattern of eating a variety of whole foods. What you eat should fit your lifestyle and food preferences, which will make your nutrition plan easier to stick to and more sustainable to meet your health and performance goals. And I find that the most sustainable diets are the ones that include a glass of carbohydrate loaded beer, wine, slice of pizza or a pack of jellies and does not mean eliminating foods that we enjoy. Just to finish up, I'm going to finish with three fun facts around carbohydrate. High intensity exercise is fueled by carbohydrate. You cannot get into that fifth or sixth gear of high intensity without carbohydrate. Fruit has the same satiety index as protein per calorie. In fact, insulin promotes satiety. And number three, in a study, people with type 2 diabetes who ate a high carbohydrate diet that was calorie controlled lost weight and improved their fasting blood glucose and insulin levels. I hope you enjoyed listening. You will find some of the papers referenced in this episode over on creditobin.com slash podcast. And if you think other people would benefit from hearing this episode, please feel free to share. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Nutrition. Please hit subscribe and or leave a review on your favorite podcast app. And please join me on the next episode soon. Oh,